Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's Wednesday, October 9th. Um, today, oh, this channeling Amelin is squeezed amongst a lot of productivity. I am noticing a whirlwind of energy this morning, even in my meditation. Um, so I meditate in the morning when I get, actually, to be honest, in the morning I get up, and I read through um, my Facebook and all the articles and I go through Flip, which tells me about the news for the day. I don't necessarily go in depth in a lot of things. I'm checking a pulse. Um, yeah, and then things that are, of course, resonating with me, I bring into my day. So um, today with the news and stuff, I was like, all right. Yeah, I see it. It's happening, that unfolding, and I have a lot of compassion for people in the middle of it, so I guess that's my stance on it, is, you know, we think everything's going to hell in a handbasket, but how much does it impact the individual that's actually thinking that versus the individuals that are actually in the middle of it? You know, what is their mindset? So, um, I try not to listen to the people that aren't in the middle of it and are just commentating because it's their own fears projected. But, um, yeah, compassion is what I'm going to hold. Okay, um, that was just the news things, right? It's kind of like a, uh, you get this, how do I, how do I approach the news? I don't get fanatical about things anymore that time has passed where I'm reactory to the world around me but um I still get triggered um but I try to still take a positive perspective of where I am and where I can be and I understand everybody doesn't do that they don't have the same path I do I'm specifically an individual to experience joy some other people um definitely want to and choose to experience anger and that is their expression and I and I'm not I don't want to take that away from people um, we all know what's in our authentic expression so just respecting people are having their own on their own um, evolutionary progression right so this morning I woke up and again my energy was um, my energy bounces it's either and I'm and I'm starting to notice the words that I have gained to describe them are acidic or base for some reason because when I'm base my um, energy feels like bleach feels on your fingers it's like a slippery um, smooth feeling but when I'm acidic and I don't know if this has to do anything with my body because I don't know anything about nutrition unfortunately um, I'm lucky that I'm not just eating myself to death because I love food and I don't love details nor cooking, so nutrition is not one of my strengths, and I know it would help my body, but I just haven't evolved to that yet. <laughs> but um, the acidic part of it is like when my my energy is sharp, it bounces, it's jagged. Um, I wouldn't say there's, it's not a pain, it's a, a heat that's generated. And then um, today I'm in that heat, but it doesn't feel like something's amiss so much maybe just the productivity of everything happening. I mean, at noon, the construction guys are gonna come to finally fix the AC and that ceiling. 
Um, hopefully, I don't even know if they're going to finish, but um, that's exciting. And then also at noon, I'm going to be jumping into my first alt space 101 with Laurel. Uh, Laurel, she is going to be training um, people into teaching today. So I am so, so very excited for that. I am ready to jump in. I'm just like, put me in there. Sink or swim. Well, I know I'll swim because I have a lot of support and people are around with buoys too. But I'm ready to dive in um, teaching in the alt space because I really do want to get my channeling Amelin up and running first and then bring in the curriculum that we're creating um, for students. The other thing is my students are doing their vision boards tomorrow. I got to see what their goals were in terms of the experiences they want to have in life, the contributions they want to make, and what skills they want to grow. So they're going to be um, compiling that in a visual way and then presenting it. And that is so very exciting for me because when, when they talk about what they want, their gifts really do start to show in patterns. So I'm looking forward to that. I'll probably on Tuesday start listening to those um, presentations. And then on, um, oh, that's Thursday. On f oh, today I'm also going to sue. I'm going to go over to her house and she's going to help me sideload, I think what it's called. I said that to Laurel and she was like, mm, I don't think that's the word. <laughs> Basically loading like, there's an en education platform in VR called Engage and I need to get that on my headset so that I can start playing with those people. And there's already associations building up around the virtual reality and education. So I need to join them. It's funny because when I was in college and everybody was saying, join organizations, join organizations, all I would do is go to their website and sign up. Like that would be me joining an organization because I thought it was something I had to do. Where now I get it because I'm actually passionate about something specific. I want to join them because I want to collaborate with those people. I want I want the ideas to circulate. I want to be a part of um, the group that is making these changes. Um, but when I was in college, it was just like, wow, I got to be part of these bodies. You know what I thought it was? Name recognition, right? So even on my resume, I think... When I applied for academia, I put down some, you know, associations, but I was like, yeah, I don't know what they do. I just signed up for them. Um, yeah, that's pretty lame. <laughs> Talk about living from the outside in, right? I'm going to take this label on because you want it. But now I really do want to get into these associations. Okay, so that's what's going on is just a whirlwind. I haven't done Amelin, um Channeling Amelin on the move. I don't know if I'm beating myself about that yet, but I didn't want to do it this morning. And I was like, you know what? It could have happened and died, and then it will just come back when I get my motivation again, or I could force it to happen. There's just things that come in and out of existence. It isn't dead because it's still in my brain. I'm just not motivated on my own yet. So, um, yeah, exciting things today. And then tomorrow is, again, my students working on their vision board. And then my um, my business partner, we're going to run some numbers on our curriculum that we're designing for students. And then, um, what's Friday? Friday, we're working the book again. I thought I had something else. Oh, oh, my, the house cleaning. They're going to come and clean my house. What else? Oh, I don't know what time. 
I gotta figure out what time they're gonna be here so I can make sure to be here. Yeah, just a lot of movement, a lot of stuff happening. I don't know if I'm overwhelmed. I mean, there's so much I have to learn, but I get obsessive and I could be learning for like six hours straight and then feel like I haven't learned anything. So this is why I do channeling Amelin is because I wake up in the morning, I notice my energy, I know what's going on. And then I'm like, whoa, we need to be focused. When I'm a scattered brain, um, it makes it difficult to remain present with everything that's going on. And everything that's going on, I chose, right? This is my life expression, defined by me, designed by me, includes all that I desire. Um, not all. There are some, obviously, um, I should not have a, I should not. There's a rule with an attachment to it. <laughs> Bullshit rule with an attachment. I should not attach to future desires. Oh, well. All of this stuff starts to come together, though. No matter what, when you're on a path and walking it, things come together. And um, there, was an, there was an article or something I read the other day. Um, not an article, what would you call it? Um, basically a posting where they said, uh, you should never fear getting off path because that which is meant to be cannot be screwed up and that was wonderful because that's really what I believe in my soul is that there's no right or wrong there's judgments of what's right or wrong based on the meaning making of self right and that's yourself as well as everybody around you that happens to have a comment it's really themselves um just projecting but you can't screw it up. It may not take the turns you want, and that might feel like a screw up, but you're still moving forward. Um, this morning I kept in my meditation seeing those Aurora Borealis, but okay, this is weird. I was giving a tour of my tiny home, and I was showing the flushing toilet in the shower. And then I'm like, wait, I already tried that whole tiny home um, process. Well, maybe there was a seed planted, but I did it wrong when that seed was planted, or it was just uncomfortable and... Yeah, um, I did learn a lot of lessons from it, though, so I'm not going to give it uh, negative aspects because it brought only positive results, but the emotion going through it was not always positive. I struggled, and um, when this vision came up this morning about me being in that um, house in the Iceland or something with those Aurora Borealis, I don't even know if it's Iceland, but I always get the feeling of Iceland for some reason. Um, Iceland and the Roras, and I was living in this small cabin-like, um, tiny home, or small home. Like, I actually like the idea of a small home. I have a condo right now, two-bedroom, and two-bath, and I'm like, I will never need any more than this. It's so much space. And I have roommates, and I still feel like it's way too much space. Um... So today, yes, focus, um, oh, I just dropped in and then 
all of a sudden those birds became surround sound, you know, like, I'm like, okay. And then I just took a deep breath and like all of my energy just like dropped into the seat. Um, like I sit and I'm on a red, big red chair that I do my channeling amyline process in and I sit cross-legged and, um, the energy kind of goes right to my butt where I'm sitting, like right, not even there. It's not as low as my butt. It's like at my, uh, what do you call it? My womb. What is that? My uterus, my hips. Yeah. Right between sits right in my pelvis is where that energy just dropped. And it was like a rock dropping there. And then all of a sudden the birds became in surround sound. So that was pretty cool. I know shit's going to get weird before it gets to the end. Um, because I'm allowing it to. And, um, it happens a lot. Weird stuff will happen. And then I'll be like, all right, Amalyn, we got to draw the line somewhere. That's weird. Um, what's weird that happens? Okay. So last night I went to go to bed and, um, when I laid down, I, um, I get in that space of kind of meditation. I don't go into the everything and nothing. I just sit where I'm observing nothing, if that makes sense. Like I'm there but nothing's popping as far as imagery. It's just black space. But then, like, I'm getting these sh uh, shakes on either side of that black space. Um, like if it was not a real image, but it was a projected image, and then the projection was starting to um, lose energy or something, so it, like, wavers and rattles. So each side of my vision that I was seeing, like if I was looking at a theater screen, the two sides started to shake and I could see that movement. And when that happens or things weird happen, um, I know some people in my life would say, go to the doctor or get it fixed or stop it because weird things are not supposed to happen. I don't. <laughs> That's just the way I'm built is I'm going to allow an experience to happen. So when that happens, I'm like, all right, how do I feel? What is this? And then basically what I decided is I'm just going to let it just watch it. So I just watched it shake and shake and shake. And then finally it stopped and I fell asleep. Um, so I was like, all right, things are going to get real weird. The more you let weird things happen. The, um, the book with Teresa on Monday, oh my gosh, we got a lot of progress. I basically listened again to the Channeling Amelin podcast I did on Monday, and we went through that little bit by little bit, gathering the data to write in the book. You see, when I sit down to write, um, looking at the words as I write them flows through my logical mind, and I have such a condemnation of my own work. So I'm like, ugh, yuck. It's really, really painful for me. But Teresa, while she's there, she can help guide. Um, again, she's just holding space um, and providing her wisdom along the way. Plus, I know this stuff. Like, innately, I know this. I don't have to go seeking explanation necessarily, except from within. But to explain this to another person... I don't always see from their point of view. So Teresa is like, she doesn't have this experience, right? I mean, she has her own version of it, as we all do. We all channel our highest self. We just call it different things. But I'm trying to explain this process, and she can add her understanding as well as 
whether she receives that understanding from me so we can make sure that the book is clear. So yesterday we were talking a lot about the tree of life. And I don't know what that is. Like I've seen the necklaces of them where they have the tree and the branch. And I do think that there was some kind of movie with um, Brad Pitt, I think. I'm not sure. But um, that's what comes to my mind as far as what I should know about the tree of life. But she said it was from the Kabbalah, actually, and um, and it was old wisdom. And I was like, holy crap, my um, organic, meaning I pulled it from within, um, process of channeling uses this tree. And it grounds into, I haven't researched the tree of life fully. I just kind of, you know, pulled it up and kind of looked at it. But I, so I don't want to misspeak. Misspeak? I guess there is no misspeaking. So anyway, I just said, wow, that kind of resonates with what I'm doing in my process. I'm grounding into the earth and tying me to the all that is everything and nothing, which is the space between space. I didn't even realize that either. Um, everything and nothing. That phrase came up. And then when I've been following that phrase, it's about space and the space between molecules. I was like, holy crud. It's so awesome that these things exist in the real world. So let's explain the channeling process. The more I do this, the better I'll get, the more people will understand it and they can start creating their own. So I created the organic process. Again, organic just means I make shit up. I make shit up from everything I learned in the world and I make it up for me. I listen to my own intuition and I try to do things in alignment with flow and not where it's a forced. And so um, I started spending time with myself and this was because I run away, um, I run, no, I ran, I don't now, I'm very, very connected to my authentic self, but before, even in my efforts to be authentic, I would still run away from the negative. I would say, okay, I'm an authentically good person, I'm only going to pay attention to the good aspects of myself, but it wasn't that there were bad parts of me, is I had negative stories about how I showed up, and so, um, Working on my relationship with myself required that I stay through those points that I normally avoided about myself. And um, that began a process. The, um, the process with Teresa was we were just playing with channeling, right? Just kind of like talk to yourself, talk to yourself. We did a lot of parent, teenager, child you know, raising your inner child work. That's what Teresa's background was. Um, so we did that. And then um, imagery just started popping. And it's a tree that I use. And when I first started the imagery of a tree, my connection into the earth was a ball of roots. So like when you pull a tree out of a potted plant and you're going to um, plant it, I've never planted a tree and I have no idea how I know this, but I just do. <laughs> but when you plant a tree, there's the roots are all balled up amongst themselves. And that's why people, um, they unwind them or break them a little bit before putting them into the ground is because they're so tightly bound amongst themselves. And, um, and that's how my roots were in my visualization. I was so up in my own stuff, like, I was living my own reality, not connected to anybody in the world. I mean, I would, I would pretend to be connected as far as what 
I believed people were supposed to, right? Be nice, be, but I just didn't have any attachment, no attachment to people. Um, so grounding into the ground, uh, I started to see my roots penetrate, right? Hold on to the ground. And then over time, these roots would wind around the trees around me. And so it went from this complete isolation of me just living um, based on my own nutrients to support and um, connection with these other people around me. And then the moss that started to grow on the roots was communication. Signified to me to stay in communication with humans um, and, and connect to them and, and remember that I'm a part of, I am not the, I am a part of this experience. So the visualization starts with roots of a tree. They grow right out of my butt. <laughs> like if I'm, I'm sitting here. So I sit in my visualization. I'm sitting on the ground, uh, cross-legged, and um, these roots just start growing out of my butt. Um, as I said with Teresa, um, with uh, Carolyn, I was like, I don't know how to explain this, but they come out of the part right between the vagina and the butt. <laughs> that perineal gland or whatever it is that's right in between that I don't know there's that place that's where the roots come out of and then they ground me into the ground and then I am a trunk of a tree so I am channeling Amelin which is why my virtual reality name is channeling Amelin because when I introduce myself it's like I am channeling Amelin and every time I want to remember that that Amelin is my creation right I know it sounds weird when you start talking in third person, but we are third person. Like, Amelin's my avatar. Amelin is what I consciously choose to create, to present to the world. But Amelin is not the ex only experience that I have. That is what I have for other um, connection with others, my ego, right? But I am the person behind the Amelin. Um, I am the person. I am the energy behind the Amelin that's creating the presence of Amelin. So that's why in this visualization, I become a trunk of a tree. I am a channel, a bridge up to an expression that comes down through me. And um, this channel goes up to the branches of the trees and um, the leaves. The leaves of mine are the colors of the aurora borealis, the greens and the blues and the little yellows and stuff like that. And then I have three workspaces in here. Complete imagination, creativity. Um, these were created by me. Um, the first one on the left, this space, is really from Teresa. When I started doing this work, it was difficult to face my own uh, limitations, my own fears, to go into those spaces of authentic, just radical honesty with myself. It was difficult. And a lot of times I didn't want to do it. I was scared. You know, I was arrogant. There was a lot of things that would come up. But working with Teresa, when I was in person with her, we went through the process. I was able to do it because I felt safe. Um, she's highly empathic, um, empathetic, if you consider that. I mean, um, she was a teacher, but she would have made a phenomenal counselor. Um, if, if she could get solid boundaries, which she does now, but... I'm sure in her youth she struggled with boundaries. Um, anyway, I don't know why I digressed there. <laughs> but she held space, so I felt safe to do the work. And I would just do the work over and over, week by week, do the work, do the work. And then finally, um, 
I was like, why can I do the work with Teresa? And on my own, I could not or would not. And it's because I didn't feel safe. So this imagery is where I took Teresa's energy and I popped it up into my imagination and she holds space there. So when I get scared, Teresa's voice says, you can do this, Amelin, and guides me. So if I get too arrogant, it's the voice that says, you don't have to protect yourself or remove your ego. I get that a lot. Like if my ego pops in and I don't notice it, then her voice will actually um, sound out that. And with Teresa, I just kind of get either an energy held so there's nothing happening. It's not like she's moving or, or walking or dancing. It's just there's this emulating of safe, um, supportive energy. And then her voice is what guides me. Don't drink the waterfall. Slow down. Take a breath. Go deeper into that. You can do that. Give your little Amelin a hug or little Amy a hug. Like those kind of voices. They come from my, my recall of her energy. And, um, and again, just support through the process. Everybody has somebody that they feel supported by. And even if it's not a, um, a human, it could be a dog. It could be anything. It could be an author. It could be, I mean, the beautiful thing about, um, imagination, it's just like virtual reality. You create your reality. You can do absolutely anything. So don't limit yourself. And that's why right now I'm getting to the point where I'm going beyond what I'm accepted to do, if that makes sense. So there's a rationality and I'm like, okay, this makes sense. This makes sense. And now I'm moving into the places that don't make sense. And I'm okay with that. Why am I okay with that? Oh, well, first of all, I trust. I have that voice of Teresa. I know that no harm can ever come to me. None. None. Even if you killed this body that I'm in, no harm would come to my true expression. So it allows me to release fear and then lean into the space that she holds. All right, that was one space. <laughs> it's to the left inside of the bows of the tree. In the middle, um, right between my eyebrows, is what I um, call my space of creation. And this is where I allow my visions, my imagination to take place. I see, I hear, I experience here. Um, and again, anything that pops in the space, I allow to be. I do not in any way try to argue with the information. Because the argument comes from my ego. The part of me that says, uh-uh, wait a minute, I don't know. That's just my ego trying to protect that which is. Um, so again, I, I visualize. I see things. I, I kind of hear things, but it's not like always a voice. Sometimes it's just a knowing that pops in with the image. But my images are extremely specific. Like, if you could take my brain and put a neural link in it so that everything that I thought would pop up on a screen, it's like an entire reality. Everything down to the bugs in the grass, the moisture in the, um, in the soil. Oh, gosh, I can see, like right now, literally, it just popped. So right now I can see in the clouds, I can see the configurations in the space. You know how when like clouds start to move and like spread out and then they slowly disappear on the edges? That's actually happened. The sunbeam as it's coming through. Um, this is, oh, I'm actually, this is like farmland I'm looking at. You know how there are like rows and rows and rows of like green plants and then like an, uh, a house all by itself in the middle, like a ranch home. That's what I'm looking at right now. And that just pops in that space of creation. 
and I allow it and I cultivate that. I think that creativity is a skill that is going to be so very important in our future because we are creating our own realities now. And if all we do is replicate that which has been, we're not going to progress. So um, this channeling Amelin process also allows people, if they don't want to get into their high, highest expression of self and it's all too wooey for them, make it practical. It's about harnessing your skills and gifts and creativity and imagination, getting back into allowing your true intuition to sign, to, um, to soar, to, to advance, to that skill set that's really needed. We're too practical. We follow rules. We're not critical thinkers. You know, that's my practicality talking. That's my logic. Um, so this process of, of allowing yourself to lean into the space of creation and, and see and then replicate in the world is really powerful. That's my middle workspace. On the right in the bows of the tree, I have what's called, I call it my council. Now this is who I ask questions to, who I go through. Now I was talking to somebody and they say they don't actually go through anybody. And I was like, that's cool. Cause I, I've met, I've met religious people who um, pray through Jesus or pray through Mary or pray through an, um, an entity to get to the highest expression. And there's others that don't need to go through anything. They just um, surrender into the highest expression. And I guess I could do that too, but I really like my counsel. I have a relationship of a trust with them as well. So in this space, it's anything that you can surrender into. Um, I always go back to, I've never been in an AA. I think I went to... Um, what is that where they made the kids go? When we were kids, my dad was suffering from um, addiction and we went to Al-Anon. I think it was called Teen Al-Anon or something. So I might have some foundations of AA um, learning in my mind way back when. And then, of course, my counseling program, they brought it up too as an option. But basically in that, uh, where's that going? There's a higher power, right? If you want to be in your full power, you must be able to surrender into where you get that power from. And that's something much bigger than you. It could be your divine design of life. It could be nature. It could be the universe. It could be, you know, even this works for every single human on the planet because it's wired into us that we always look up to something. There's something bigger to us. That's why we invent all these stories, um, these myths is because we need something bigger out there to explain the stuff we don't understand. And the what explains the stuff that, that I don't understand is my counsel. That's what I've created. Because I don't have an affiliation to religion. Um, to be quite honest, I know I still have some biases against those stories. Which isn't right for others because I have a lot of judgments and I know that I push those on others. So if I ever judge anybody based on their religion or their belief systems at all, it is my issue with my own belief system. And um, yeah, and the meaning I create about what they're doing in contrast to what I'm doing. Uh, I am aware of that and I'm working through it. But yeah, so I don't have any affiliation with religion. I don't believe or trust in it right now in my expression. So I have a council and these council are like five energies. And then I have a chair being held for some other energy that's supposed to pop there. But I have five of them and some of them stand, some of them sit, depending on what we're talking about or what I ask. And then above my um, treetops, the, the branches of the trees. If I raise my hand about a foot, a little bit above that, I have this circle of 
light and then a beam that goes all the way through my body. And this circle of light up there is where I meditate. It is the everything and nothing. It's a space where you cannot ex you cannot experience or express because it's perfection. If I choose one thing, I remove all others. And in this space, all things exist at all time and nothing exists at that same time. So you can experience up there. That is God. That is the source that we're the source of creation in reality. Um, the source of our expression. Everything must come from something, but that something is the everything and nothing before it expands. So the, I'm sure there's a lot of science behind how to explain the space between the molecules, <laughs> or we can just use our story of God, whatever everybody has as their God. You know, we all create our own image of God. Um, minus this light, this room, this nothing, and the understanding that I am a sliver from that creation. I come from all that is, and I am just an expression of all that is, and I will always, even beyond my lifetime as in this human expression with my physical body, when that dies, I will just return to the space between the molecules. I will return to all that is. My energy will not die. It will be transferred back into all that is. And then therefore, that's what I hold on to so that I can create my expression without fear, without doubt, with understanding that it's just like an artist expression. So that's my channeling process. It sounds really long. I need to get it down to like five minutes. Tree roots. Trunk is you channeling. Three spaces of work. One is the, the support you bring in with you, your Jiminy Cricket, your guidance. The middle is the space that you see, feel, whatever it is. The one, and let's, I say space of creation, but space of receiving, whatever it is. And then on the right, I have my counsel, who I surrender into, I trust, I can receive without fighting it. And then it all is an expression of God's source, all that is, universe, whatever it is. The other things that are important in this process to remove my ego. I have an ego, which again, in the book, we're using a paperclip analogy so that I can present myself to the world. It's how I've compiled my identity consciously or unconsciously at any moment. And then I face the world with that and maneuver um, my own experience with my ego. So I want to remove it from this process because this process is actually getting to know myself beyond what is. It's um, like the paperclip holds a stack of papers of all my formulations of collections of who I am. I'm going to put that aside and I'm going to look at some new data and then I can grab one of those sheets of paper and add it to my paperclip or I can go back to my ego compilation, this paperclip, and remove some expressions from it. The way that I do that is I see my ego as a candle, like an Ebenezer Scrooge candle. It's like this flat metal plate with a little, almost looks like a nail upside down on it. And then the candle is, why can I see the nail of the candles on it? I can actually see the nail inside of the candle. And then the candle's lit and it has like a little uh, circle ring holder on it. And I pull that whole candle back through my body. And then to the right, and I set it on this wall that's sitting there in my imagination. I don't really, next to my chair here in my bedroom, have a wall and put a candle on it. This is all imagery, visualization. Your mind has so much more power than just exists in reality. All right, I moved my ego. The other thing that I need to do, I'm going to go into channel right now and actually go through the process, but I need four, seven, eight breaths is what I use to center me because this doesn't work in the future. 
It doesn't work in the past. It only works in the now. I have to stop in the now and allow me to receive. And the only way I can do that is by taking breaths because breath is all you are, right? That is existence and everything in plants and in anything that has breath. That's that living entity, right? As long as I think I don't know if that's right, right? When I said this is so funny, I actually expelled that and it said that's too limiting. That's what I heard in my head. That's too limiting. Um, yeah, so the breath. So I take a breath, four, seven, eight. I learned this in a mindfulness class and I'm telling you just this one technique really changed the course of my development because I wasn't ever, I was never able to silence the voices in my head, we'll say, because I'm highly creative and I always have stuff going around up there. Um, and the four, seven, eight breaths silenced it. And as soon as I silenced it, I started to um, notice a structure. So here we go. Four, seven, eight breaths. Remove my ego. Go into my channel. And then we'll ask questions. There's the roots of my tree. I see them digging into the earth, coiling around the trees around me. And there's the moss of communication up through the channel, the trunk of my tree, into the bows, the branches. I see Teresa. She represents as a Native American woman sitting on a rocking chair in the middle of the desert. Um, and then there is my space of creation. I have a whiteboard on the left of that room. And then on the right, there's my council. Now, right now, I see two sitting down, three standing up. And then right above the treetops, there's my space of everything and nothing with the little light beam coming through, acknowledging that I am an expression of all that is. Okay, let's go ahead and remove my ego. There's my candle back through my body to the right, and I will pick you up later. I acknowledge my ego is important, but not in this time and space right now. All right. So now I'm centered in this space. I can see all of the elements. Um, I am going to turn to my council. So I actually like kind of turn my head to my right and I look at them. And I like to ask whatever's in my highest good to know at the beginning because I have no idea what I don't know, right? Or what I need to know. I'm going to surrender into listening. So what is an Amelin's highest good to know today? And then I'm going to turn to the middle, look, and then I got to shut my mouth. Okay, so interesting enough, Teresa is popping up in the middle, but she's not popping up as the Native American woman that I hold her as. I see Teresa, she exists today. Oh my gosh, I think I know what this is. Okay, so, um, yeah, so she, this is actually, it's recalling a memory of something I imagined yesterday. <laughs> so, um, of something I imagined. Yeah. So Teresa called me on the phone 
And she was talking about um, how we synced up. Like she thought about something and I immediately answered without our communication. You know, it was just like um, synchronicity of messaging or whatever. So she was walking out of Trader Joe's and she saw, I'm actually watching this happen in my head right now, what I imagined happening when she called me. So um, basically what it was is we were in tune together, but we weren't in tune I don't know how to explain this. Um, when you think of somebody, when you are interacting with somebody in your imagination, there's some kind of ties to that real person. Um, so right now, um, Rosie keeps popping up in my head too for some reason. Um, I have Teresa on the left now and Rosie on the right. What is the significance of Rosie and Teresa? Oh, Rosie has this gift specifically is what it says, is that the ability to communicate with others without the presence of our physical bodies. So just our imaginations, our thoughts, um, focusing on that person. Um, you can like influence, connect, so it's something like um, when you think of your mom and your mom calls, that kind of stuff. Um, but why do I need to know this now? Okay, I need to pay attention to this. Okay, pay attention to who comes into my mind and follow up on that intuition. Because I may be reaching out to them or they may be reaching out to me, but if I receive, I feel like this person is <coughs> oh gosh oh goodness where did that come from okay so if I feel like this person is somehow in my mind then to take that um, intuition to actually connect with them in real life so to connect with Rosie okay so my intuition right now is to have this is what's coming up is um to have a conversation with rosie about this interesting phenomenon about um being able to connect with another person when you're thinking of them or um you get an intuition to connect to them and you follow up on it and then it was meant to be it's almost like you're you're perpetuating your process moving forward by listening to the call of that intuitive um action Okay, so I don't know what's going to happen with that, but I will call Rosie. Oh my gosh, I feel like somebody's tapping me on my nose right now. So I'm just going to lean into that feeling. It's like, you know how you have an irritant? Like when, like I sneezed, but it's not like an irritant, like something got in my nose. It's like somebody's tapping the bridge of my nose, like right between my eyes. Um, well, it's a little bit down between my eyes because it's not on the top of my nose. Oh, it's like at the bridge. The, the part of my nose that that attaches to my head, like that little curve right there. Oh, it's like somebody's tapping on it. And it's, it vibrates my whole head. Like my, my eyeballs and all, like I'm wearing a mask almost. That whole part from that part to the sides of my head um, started to vibrate like somebody's tapping on it. Oh, okay. 
All right. So um, that's gone. <laughs> so what happens is like the room clears out. So now I'm looking at my space of creation and there's nothing there. So I'm going to turn back to my council and I'm going to focus on my productivity. So I can feel the energy speeding up and there's a lot of things moving right now. Um, what guidance can I have as all those things are starting to flow? All right, right away, back of the boat. Got it. I learned that lesson. I got that lesson. I will flow with the direction and not try to control it. I'm not trying to um, change the course. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm not, I'm underwater, but my eyeballs right at the center of my eyes, again, right at that bridge point. It's all underwater like up until the bridge where my nose meets my face, the top of my nose meets my face, that little curve there, I don't know, is it a bone or cartilage where it connects? Um, all that down is underwater. And then like halfway through my eyes is above water. So I could almost like, if I looked up, then I could kind of tip my eyes just above water. But really it's like right at the space halfway through my eyes half in water, and then the other is out of water. What does the water signify? Oh, to keep my head above water. Keep my head above water. It's something about the feeling of being in water um, versus the air, because it's, it's now it's taking me into the uh, physical, I want to say remembering of what it feels like to have half of your body in water, half like you know how you're in a pool and if you pull your body out of water, you can feel the air touch it and there's this distinct awareness, that's what it is, of the difference between when I'm in water and buried and when it hits air. Oh, I get this. So it's my productivity. When I feel that I'm in water, it's almost like I can just kind of pull my head up just a little bit and now my head is exposed down to my neck. And I can feel the difference, this fresh air that's blowing and it's hitting my wet skin compared to the warmth and the, um, I wanna say enveloped because the water penetrates everything. I'm, I'm like definitely held like a, like a blanket in the water. But when I pop my head above it, there's this breeze and it's a little jarring um, initially from being in the water to the out, it's a little, ah, shock, but then, um, a definite different experience. Again, not right or wrong. I don't think that either of these are wrong. It's just a different experience. One of them is a little bit more encompassing. So I feel like if I would put my head underwater, I would need to pop up if that makes sense. Right. So I feel like I'm floating, I'm in there, but I don't want to go all the way down into the water because I'll suffocate. Oh, I get it. I get it. My productivity I can drown in. So I don't want to um, suffocate by dropping my head down here. I need to keep my head up. And then it's not so bad. Okay. All right, I'm going to use this visualization as I go through the week. If I ever feel overwhelmed, I'm just going to feel myself in water and pop my head up out of the top 
And it's like, ooh, I see the sun now. I can feel the breeze. I'm not so anxious, I think. Um, having my head underwater like this gives me anxiety, even to the eyes, because my nose and my, my mouth are covered. But if I could just raise it a little bit, now I can breathe. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so I can dunk and undunk myself. Basically, um, when I'm feeling submerged in something in this world, I can pop my head out and get a breath and know that I can go down into it and then pop out whenever I need to get a breath. Okay, this is cool. So right now I'm kind of bobbing halfway out of the water, in the water, and just noticing the two distinct feelings being in the water versus out of the water. The funny thing is like when I'm in virtual reality, like swimming with the sharks, it gives me this kind of anxiety. When I feel like my eyeballs are in the water, like I'm in water 100%, I get the same kind of anxiety in virtual reality. Like oh, where's where's my breathing part? I need to breathe. I need to, you know, it's just an innate fear in there when I pop up again. Oh, now I can also see the ripples on top of the water, like the waves. So I'm noticing more things up here. Yeah, the smells. There's a whole different world up here than there is down here. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm popping up and down, up and down, noticing the differences. Okay, I get this with productivity. Okay, is there anything else that I need to know? All right, now I'm getting like an intense sun coming from the right. I hear those birds and those birds actually manifest in my vision because I can see them on a tree top with that sun is there's like this intense sun and then the birds are just like singing on treetops and it's coming from my right side. And what does this signify? Ah, something about like the spring is coming, the sun is coming, the blooming is coming, the, um, yeah, spring. This is like a gross season. This is a, um, I'm going to see the, the seeds start to, uh, produce fruit. Oh, this is a beautiful scenery. Okay. So now it's like, um, I, I keep getting the word blossom and I don't know why, like, apple blossoms are they pink flowers pink and white flowers i'm seeing pink and white flowers as i say the word blossom and um it's like blossoming springtime this is okay so this is all exciting stuff just remember to keep my head above water as um spring and things grow pop out keep my help self above water oh that's a good message i get this and I'm out. All of a sudden, my eyeballs pipe pop open. And then um, I'm back in this reality of my bedroom. All right, so here's what I get from today. First of all, I'm allowing more and more things to unfold as they do without resistance. Um, it's almost like I'm getting into the space of going on a ride rather than trying to drive. Um, yeah. 
I'm riding this wave now. And if I get too overwhelmed, um, the pace or just the content, I can pop my head out of um, the water and take a breath. So if my productivity and all the things I have to do start to create anxiety for me, then I can pop my head out. And then know that this is when things are flourishing, things are growing. Um, one thing about the growing is the experience of growing isn't always, I'm not even able to allow to say it's not always pleasant. It is a distinct change. So right now in our country, we are growing. I know it seems like we're falling apart, but if you ever see a plant push out of the ground, it makes destruction at the point that it comes out, right? So there is things moving around as this plant is growing and unfolding, and, um, and we're definitely in that process. But it can be overwhelming, so taking a breath and realizing that this is an expression. Everything that we bring to ourselves is for our experience. Um, and what I mean by that is think about what you are tuned into. You must know that nobody else on this planet is tuned into what you are in such a unique way. Even if there was a group of 10 friends and they watched the same news and they um, had the same routine, they worked at the same place and they all had kids and a lot of similarities, their experience would still be extremely unique in their expression and their meaning making. So if you are um, experiencing, that's the word I want to use for some reason, if you are experiencing something, know that it is completely your own. And you can choose to change it or you could keep it the same and just, you know, observe it, notice it, and then be inspired to change it if you are or, or just accept it. We have such immense power. You have to understand every single second of our lives is a creation. And um, I do understand because I was there too. I can't remember it. My memory is really bad, which helps me enjoy. Is because I um, live in the future and the present and not so much in the past. Um, joy is easy for me because I'm able to go through that change. I'm able to release. I don't attach as often um, to things from the past. My meaning I do. I, I still attach to those. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, but it could be a struggle for other people. My expression is not the expression of everybody. I struggle with other things that people don't. I mean, um, my sister-in-law, I saw her yesterday working um, her business. She works extremely hard. She does a lot, activity after activity after activity. And I know that I would not want to do what she does. Uh, because it is not my expression. But I am in awe when I see her work. You know, I'm like, look at this woman just like, poof, poof. she's on like the vision I see in my head is like a downhill skier. You know, when you see somebody that's like whipping down those mountains like that really quickly and, and effortlessly, but achieving so much that everybody else is on the top of the mountain going, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. Oh my gosh, that's going to be impossible. How risky is that? Like all these judgments and you won't even go, yet you can see somebody else doing it effortlessly. That's kind of 
how I see her and um, how I compare myself in contrast is saying that I don't have to be like other people. Their expression is their own. I can stand back and be in awe of um, the skills and the experiences that they have and still hold on to mine being different. And so I'm going to go with the flow this week. Um, I'll probably do my channeling on... Oh, Friday I'm going to do a channeling with Teresa. We're not going to work on the book again because I need to recenter. Um, so we're going to channel together. Maybe I'll record that one. Oh, right now let's get ready and let's plug into our virtual reality. I hope you guys have an amazing day, my um, imaginary audience out there. I do this with great love out to nothingness and everything. <laughs> it's so awesome. Yeah, I have no idea what propels me, you guys, to do this, but I must. And I'm so very grateful that I can. And now I'm ready to face the day. So, blessings!